1: Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to another amazing, adventurous episode here in the China shop. Get on inside. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle?
0: I'm feeling a little embarrassed. I mixed up the times in my head and now wishing that Musk had already bought Twitter so we can get that edit button. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh you do you sent a tweet about the time? No no it
0: was a DM. I don't know if Oh okay. I don't okay. know if his plan is to help make DMs editable too, but hopefully that's that's coming.
1: Yeah, you, you send a lot of questionable DMs you'd like to change <laughs> later after the fact? Just to make me I'm look hearing. stupid. So. <laughs> Oh, Fair wow. Enough. Okay. What a weird start to this journey. We are joined today by the lovely folks from Designated Quizzers, Jason and Lisa. How are you guys doing today?
2: Oh, I'm doing good. I'm actually having a pretty good day. I got to go to Walmart and spend uh, money. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. <laughs> Everybody's favorite
2: pastime. Or stuff I don't need.
0: <laughs> got to see inflation in in action.
2: <laughs> oh, well, it... Walmart's uh, keeping it uh, pretty, except for the, the steak. I had to walk away from the steak. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, actually, the inflation may not necessarily just be an increase in prices. You have to look at the package sizing, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I noticed that the same litter that I get for our cat it, the box like shrunk by like four pounds, yeah, wow. even though the picture didn't quite look the same. It's like, so they're, they're figuring out sneaky ways to, to pass the costs on to us. Oh yeah. Uh, mostly it's through portion sizes at this point.
3: <laughs> yeah. I've seen that strategy happen for uh, the last couple of years. And even at the grocery store with bread and everything, and I'm good as well. I'm Jason. So thank you guys for having us.
0: Oh uh, man, what's the other one that always drives me nuts? Uh, peanut butter with that stupid concave bottom. Oh, like, that doesn't help you get the peanut butter out. That's just a way of screwing you out of peanut butter.
2: That actually yeah. makes getting the peanut butter out worse. I right? think,
0: right? You need one of those special spatula things, or or what's the other one? The stamps on the candy bars. Like they're just screwing you out of chocolate by putting that Hershey's logo in there.
2: <laughs> oh well i never thought about that that it's a fraction of a fraction but it makes sense it's like you know when you stamp hershey's into yeah multiple candy bars or you cave in the bottom of mayonnaise jars you're just, you're just, paying, you're just paying for air <laughs> yep. just saving yeah
1: welcome to beginning investing how they mm-hmm. get you
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should be scared of everybody
1: yeah.
3: right <laughs>
0: Uh, speaking of the speaking of beginning investing, uh, Jason, uh, it sounds like you're the one that has a little bit of experience. Lisa, you're a complete beginner, if, if I understand things.
2: Yeah, the most I've done is I've I've uh, made Jason sign up for Acorns a while ago, and all that did was get us a boat. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's wait, a true story.
0: Wait, got you a boat? <laughs> well, yeah, because not,
2: we saved all, all we really did was save money in an account that wasn't our bank account. We really didn't oh. get any extra from that. It just, in <laughs> fact, I think we probably lost money <laughs> with the fees, <laughs> <laughs> <We're not. laughs> fees and inflation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jason,
0: what about you? What's your experience?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, it's limited, um, you know, back in high school, I learned how to, how to, you know, somewhat read charts. And and again, that was 30 years ago. So I'm sure that I'm sure that the concept is the same, but I'm sure the tools are different. Um, you know, I've had a couple 401k accounts, um, you know, through, through work and all that, but really nothing, uh, you know, on individual stocks or anything like that. And that's, you know, my level of interest is trying to figure out, uh, you know if there's a better way what it is how to do it um efficiently so that i can you know uh, actually not uh, a be terrified and be you know give up um mm-hmm. yeah, and and that's kind of the summary of of me all right well are you ready to be rich
2: <laughs> oh oh there's another button for that, isn't there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no j- just kidding you're on the wrong show if you're ready to be <laughs> no, <right. laughs>
0: We're more like the the Tim Taylor of investing. Like we try to show people what not to do. Okay, <laughs> but in the process, we have learned some shit.
1: <laughs> we got the theory down, but the execution you're you're gonna you're gonna get some wild results.
0: I'm just curious, Jason. What did they teach you in high school thirty years ago? Because they didn't teach me jack about investing
3: yeah. or charts. I it was it was technology. I, I do, no, no, I do remember it. I and, remember
2: being taught it in technology. Oh
3: God. <laughs> Huh. technology yeah, yeah i weird. remember like it was the you know it was really what it was was the um it was the uh i think it was more how to watch the market and and when the and here we go now here's where i you know where the high points were where the high sell points and the low you know like the upside down the, the line was at the lower part of the the, the cross and the other one was like something along those lines so were they teaching moving averages Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. That sounds great. Oh, I mean, it wow. was moving averages. We taught
1: me. Was this was this, <laughs> was this a economics class, a finance class? Like, what what, what class were you learning this in? Um, again, it was 30 years ago, so
3: I remember very little of it. Okay. Okay. Um, but um, I want to say it was maybe it was math. Uh, it was or, you know math, just regular. Maybe it was economics. You know, now that I think back, it might have been economics.
2: And- I never took economics and I swear to you that I specifically remember the teacher and the class and wondering why, yeah, why our teacher, our technology teacher was teaching us. Well, I got none of it, by the way, I completely (laughs) failed. He was like, get the newspaper and, and flip to this page and you know, that's where all the, uh, yeah. And I, I, it, like for me, in numbers and math, I'm I'm horrible, and so it was terrifying to me. I did not understand it at all,
3: and that's why you're buying those damn Hershey bars with the holes yeah,
2: but yeah, I those remember it, damn holes, yeah, distinctly. <laughs> it was it, it was technology, and I have no idea why it was part of it, but it was. Huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like budget cuts, right? I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Electricity was high in the in the nineties, right.
0: <clears throat> all right, well, where should we start, Dan?
1: Oh, I think we should start on uh uh what they possibly would want to learn to to utilize stock knowledge.
0: I think the first thing you have to understand is like what the actual markets are, right?
3: Yes, have you heard the term competitive auction before i've I've heard a lot of terms. So yes. Oh, okay. Um well not those, but yeah. <laughs> but yes, I have heard that
0: one. Have you ever seen an actual auction take place? Yeah. Mm, no. Like uh you got the guy who's out there calling like, Do I have one hundred? Do I have one? Oh yeah, that kind of one? yeah, sure, sure. In yeah, the movies. Yeah, of
3: no, so, not in person. Yeah. If you
0: think yeah. of the marketplaces, like that's that's kind of what's happening. You know, you've got bids and asks, you have a buyer and a seller, you've got somebody that's trying to sell this product, and then you have people lining up trying to buy the shares of this company or in like the case of a auctioneer you got artwork right right the thing will sell at a fair price because that's kind of what the thing is designed to do right the person's only going to bid as much as he's comfortable paying and the seller look, won't let uh, it go unless look, he's comfortable hold, taking
1: It's back, back up i, th- I think you're yep. starting I going to run too far? A, you're going to run <laughs> okay. a little bit all right all right, all right, all right, all right. In, a, in a regular auction that you'd see on tv they'll have like one thing. And the auctioneer is like, this one thing is for sale. Does anybody want to buy this one thing? And then everybody starts bidding on it. Yes. But in a competitive auction where you've got something like stocks or commodities, there's more than the one thing. It's like, oh, we've got bicycles for sale. We're auctioning all these bicycles. These, this brand, they're all exactly the same. So the price of this brand is gonna be uh, found not by one buyer and one seller, but by many buyers and many sellers competing at the same time. Thank you, Dan. Everybody who's selling the, the stock or, or bicycles, if you will, uh, they want the highest price, right? They wanna sell these bicycles to make as much money and everybody looking to buy one, well, they want it as cheap as they can get it.
0: Does that make sense? Yes, that absolutely does make sense. Okay. So now just like at an auction too, like emotions can really get involved with with the bidding. (laughs) I'm sure we've seen that. Like that's what the whole point of the auctioneer's voice is designed to do is to invoke, you know, FOMO. Like people getting afraid that they're going to miss out Mm -hmm. on this item. So they start bidding more and more and start chasing the price up and then suddenly... Price has gone ridiculously high. Somebody bought a bicycle for you know four thousand dollars when it's worth a thousand. Mm-hmm. The markets, basically, the point I'm trying to make is that the markets are emotional. They're driven by emotional act, uh, emotionalities and irrationality, but they're also predictably irrational. That's where the the chart reading comes into play, the technical analysis. So when you were looking for those high points and those low points, what you're looking at is basically emotions on a chart. You're looking at greed and fear.
2: So the thing that confuses me and and I am um, I forgot that I I tried just buying some stocks from mm-hmm. uh what was it Cash app where they have the portion where you can buy some stocks and I think I did like a dollar on each one or something dumb and I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out how you choose them because to me it's like well you know all of this is I guess you would say in the green or whatever, and it's up so much, and it gives you the suggestions of what you should buy and it, it, to me it's it looked like betting on horses, well, yeah, <laughs> this could be like you know but but yeah, but okay, well, if it was that easy, everyone would do it, and everyone would have money, and everyone would be throwing all their money in into the stock market and well, what do you do if you just have a dollar? I know that there's these stories where you know, oh i. I did this and then I'm now I'm a millionaire and it's just a flu. So,
0: right. You know, well, uh, yeah, the, the dollar to millionaire is very, very rare and not actually the path that you want to take to success anyway. Right, Um, Successful traders. I think they say, um, when, uh, when retail loses, when like a amateur loses, he loses big. When a professional trader loses, he wins small is what the saying is. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I brought that up. (laughs) <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm just talking to talk now. At this point, sorry, I lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for you to tie it together. So, th- really, if you're if you're trying to pick individual stocks, it's a lot riskier than if you're trying to just invest in the market or an area of the market. Yes. So, so knowing your own goals. Really informs to me what, what you want to look for to be learning. If, if you're looking for like, I want, I want to take this hundred bucks and I want to trade it. I want to, I want to grow it riskily with high risk. Then yeah, there's, there's some ways to look for and find stocks that have a higher probability than others. But for most people, the, the way to go is to dollar cost average. Into the market itself
0: or a specific sector.
1: Yeah, a specific sector. Like I like pot stocks. So I might dollar cost em- average into some pot ETFs, some marijuana ETFs.
2: Oh, yeah. you're going to get Jason there because Jason's <laughs> trying to build a business. So
1: okay. are you familiar with ETFs?
3: Um, no,
2: it was not, the not really. Thing. So essentially,
3: not but no, so what I what I heard from you there was essentially um, very similar to what what we know to be the 401k, uh, you know, arena is, you know, invest in a in a, a pool, as opposed to, you know, a single drop is what is what I'm hearing. Um that's
0: more yeah if you're if you're if you don't have the time to dedicate to to looking at charts like every day of the week then yeah that really is the best path to go pick a sector that you like and then dollar cost average into it because then you don't have to worry about trying to pick highs and lows when you're dollar cost averaging you're buying the lows and the highs and then over time you know the markets have an upward bias right what's mm-hmm. the the average return is something like 10% right. per year over the last 20 years uh, this year, maybe not so so much, but ten <laughs> percent minus inflation.
1: Yeah, that's the number thrown out, thrown around.
2: I have a question, and yep. and because I'm so, I, I just don't know anything about this at all. But the one thing that I um always wonder is, isn't how do you know what the rules? are of selling because you can't you can't just like sell and right away or right isn't there like a period of time you have to hold on to this the stock before you can sell
0: that all comes down to the taxes that you want to pay okay like for an individual stocks like if you don't hold it for more than a year you're going to be taxed at a short term uh, tax rate which is basically like ordinary income but if you do manage to hold it for over a year then you're taxed at long-term capital gains rate which is much much cheaper that's why everyone says that rich people aren't paying their fair share because they're all their assets are tied up on like the stocks of the companies they own so whenever they sell them they've been holding them for decades
2: oh and they're paying
0: a super cheap rate
2: oh i didn't
0: yeah i get it wow
2: <laughs> okay right.
0: It's a super hard thing to tax because the thing has no real value until you actually sell it. You have no idea what it's going to be worth tomorrow.
1: Uh, (laughs) Hold on, Kyle. (laughs) It has no real value until you go to get a loan. And then all of a sudden it's an asset with value. That
0: is an excellent point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's got value, just not to the tax man.
0: Right. It's a Mm -hmm. tricky, it's a tricky subject.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Well, it's it's designed to be tricky because it makes it easier to exploit. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry
1: have so tangent oh
2: <laughs> I have one more question and and then yep. I'll let Jason say something but this is gonna be dumb but uh I want to know how what is this that people go to jail for when they do insider trading like mm. Martha Stewart what does that
0: mean that means that you are making trades on Information that is not publicly available. Like if you had a friend that worked at Apple and then he called you up and said, hey, buy Apple stock. The earnings report's going to be amazing.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: The, the we, we just had uh, some engineers, some software engineer uh, get uh, put in prison cause for insider trading Netflix. He had access to the Netflix subscriber data oh. before the public did. Mm hmm. So he was able to call up his brother-in-law and his brother and tell them, "Hey, the subscriber numbers are better than they thought. Buy some call options." Hey, the subscriber numbers aren't as good as they thought. Buy some put options.
2: Wow, how do you get caught at that? Like, how does it even happen? <laughs>
1: They—that's <laughs> a, they a good they question. <laughs> They particularly got caught because the brother and the brother in law didn't make any losing trades. They only were trading Netflix, and they always won. And the brokerages themselves started the I- investigation and blew the whistle because the best traders in the world you are gonna you are gonna have some losers. It's, right. it's just, just a fact, but it, it is hard to catch. It can be hard to catch.
3: <laughs>
0: so Good you questions, in- Lisa. I like that.
1: Yeah. Even Warren
3: Buffett loses sometimes.
0: (laughs) That's right. It does. That's
1: right.
2: I I once worked for his company. (laughs) One of them, one of the many, many, many companies.
0: (laughs) Was it Geico? (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, it was the Buffalo News. It was for, uh, um, what was this company that he sold? Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway. Hathaway. Well, Did he sell it? Not, no, 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 he sold the Buffalo. Just, I'm sorry. He sold the it. Buffalo yeah. News to another company because it wasn't worth anything anymore. <coughs> I just had the wrong info there. Are yeah. any
0: newspapers worth anything these days? No. Yeah. Right, Jason, what about you? You got... Uh, any particular burning questions?
3: No, I think back to, back to where we were, I think, you know, I just, you know, my questions are really more strategy based and, and what's your, you know, what's your, you know, what your guys' experience and opinions are as, as to, you know, how much, you know, how much time, you know, is needed to be, you know, somewhat proficient in it. You know, just the basic strategy on, you know, that and, and. You know, you had sent me, you know, in in the email conversation, we had, uh, you know, options and stocks, and and I'm not familiar with options. So, you know, just, just kind of that basic, you know, knowledge uh, that that maybe I can take and do something with. Let's come back to options uh,
0: in a minute. Let's, (laughs) let's start with the time.
1: (laughs) Are you, are you currently looking at stock charts? And where, where do you go to look at a stock chart?
3: I'll be honest with you, every time I think I want to tackle this, I start looking and then don't really know where to start or mm-hmm. what to specifically look at. I, I understand the basics, but probably the wrong place is the answer, you know, whatever whatever sensibly I can find online. What what
1: what would you define the basics as?
3: Um, you know, basically just following a particular stock. Maybe
1: <laughs> you, you pull up the chart and look at it and try yeah, to make a decision yeah, yeah. based on what it looks like. Right. Uh, what's okay. the most
3: recent chart you looked at? Geez, I don't know. It's been a few months. So, do you have a favorite company that you like to keep tabs on?
2: Not necessarily. You you're always mentioning Apple. Well, everybody
3: yeah. mentions Apple, but no, not necessarily. What I've what I've started <laughs> to learn was that. That, you know, there's, there's hidden smaller companies that, you know, a lot of people talk about, but then there becomes that guess of which one's the next Amazon, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because, you know, yeah, sure. Amazon had a 8 gazillion percent, you know, return if you had bought stock back then, but sure. A lot of people have bought a lot of stock that they thought was going to be Amazon and didn't turn out to be Amazon. Uh, that's where
0: that diversification comes in play, but that's, that's why Dan was talking about sectors. One of the guests that we talked to recently, uh, the creator of the Skydl tokens, he used to run a hedge fund and he was convinced that space is going to be the next trillion dollar market.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So Hmm. if you subscribe to his belief, then you'd want to be loading up on pretty much any ETF that's involved in the space sector or picking out like a basket of like all the different stocks that you can and then investing in a little bit in all of them. Yeah
1: these six space companies of these six, one or two of them will be huge. So you oh. diversify into, into
0: those. So you can try to do it like your own ETF is basically what you're doing in that scenario. Mm.
1: Uh, but that, and that takes a lot of research because then yeah. you're researching not the six, not just the six companies you picked, but you're going to be going through, you know, many more to weed out the ones that you don't think are going to be worth it. That's it's f- called fundamental analysis. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of people's full-time job. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes.
0: And when you're doing that too, you're investing that with the time frame of like decades, like you're looking yep. to park some money in it now, and then you're probably not even going to look at it for another five years. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's very hands-off. It's one way, one easy way to do it where you don't have to think about it so much. You just make some bets on the different sectors that you think are going to be stronger in the next coming decade. And 10 years later, collect your rewards.
2: We're too old for this, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know,
3: but that does factor into it, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. That does,
2: like that definitely
3: does factor into it. You know, when you do,
2: we want to work until we're seventy. When you're
3: young, they teach you, you know, just just start investing in your, you know, four hundred one k. Go well, back it's to too that, late but you for know, that. and and you know, be conservative. But you know, when you're in our, you know, in your mid forties, mm-hmm. your your outlook is different. You know, so well, that's
0: a shame too. Because when you're younger, your risk tolerance should be like the max. Yeah, because yes, You absolutely. have plenty of time to make up. You know, any missed times. If you first started investing this year, your portfolio would be looking like shit. But if you're 20, that's much less of a problem than if you're 50.
3: Right. right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, there was something else I had to say uh, about. What is okay? I I really truly don't know what this is, and I know that it's all over Twitter and everything. But where? What is virtual currency, and is that like a, a stock? What What is that? Is it the same thing? Is it investing? What What is it? What is cryptocurrency? What do you do with it? <laughs> like I don't know. I get asked like daily, four, five, six times a day. If I want to invest in cryptocurrency on my Twitter, and I have no idea what they're talking about,
3: you run podcast,
2: huh? You, <laughs> hello, sir. <laughs> you have <an> Apple Podcast, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Uh, Dan, do you even feel comfortable answering that? I still don't know what crypto really is.
1: I'll answer that. Okay. Okay. Cryptocurrency is as of yet legally undefined and there. In fact, currently is a bill in the Senate, a bipartisan bill that will define it as a commodity, much like Mm -hmm. silver and gold. Oh. And it's just because it's digital. It's not something you can mine from the earth. They make up busy work. Like a crypto miner, they're not solving the world's problems, they're solving busy, busy work with all those computers, just to prove they did the work to earn the the, the digital currency, because that commodity, it can just be created in, at infinitum. You know, you can create as many as you want, because it's mm-hmm. digital, right? I guess it would be how much hard drive space Depends on the
0: algorithm, too. I think Bitcoin is a cap well, on the number well, of solutions. Yes.
1: Right? Any, any currency can have an artificial cap. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We are talking about something that is just created uh, uh, like any file, like you create a text file, like it, you can create as many of them as, as you have hard drive space to fit. The commodity oh. definition, I feel like, is the, the closest thing you can get. It's just a digital commodity that they. that we use things to create artificial scarcity. Hmm.
3: The
0: tough thing with it, like the tough thing with it is that the thing that gives it its value is everybody's belief in it. But you can say the same thing about like, you know, real money
1: fiat currency. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) At least that though has a government backing it. And like, you know, more than just, uh, I don't know. (laughs) More than just belief. More than just algorithm solving ledgers. But okay. cryptocurrency has also been around for you know survived for quite some time,
1: fourteen or 15, 15 years now.
0: Like it has, I think, it has potential or it has use cases. It's just, uh, it's not really for me.
2: Hmm. Okay, so I it, it's not even close to the same thing. Basically, when it was, I I didn't know what it was, and I thought it was similar to like so you know to investing in in stocks but
0: it, it can be similar um i mean you can still perform like technical analysis and, and mm-hmm. try to chart momentums and uh support and resistance zones and those kinds of things but well, uh if you want an easy way to start i would stick with you know <laughs> blue chip stocks and then practice on, yeah. on those because yeah, the, even if you're wrong you're not going to lose much yeah.
1: and the big difference too is is a blue chip stock makes money because the biz there's a business involved that's doing mm-hmm. a thing right either selling a product or a service of some sort and they've got earnings whereas like bitcoin there's no bitcoin earnings to, for you to get a dividend on uh, mm-hmm. that's why it's more like a commodity than a stock like you could tr- you you could go on an exchange and you could trade wheat you know you could trade corn if you wanted to like there are people who do that mm-hmm. uh it's probably more more akin to what trading cryptocurrency is but it's the Wild West, so there's a lot of lottery tickets. A lot of people have made a, made a lot like, oh, I'll throw $100 in this thing, and then it blows up, and they get – some real wealth. But. Hmm.
0: And then they write a book and then telling everybody how to get a Lambo. Just yeah. do it Get <laughs> Just do lucky. What I do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Buy these lotteries. Win the lottery. Why don't you just win the lottery?
3: <laughs> yeah. How hard yeah. is that? Come on, guys. Get <laughs> well, with it. These we,
2: we can just drive five minutes to the casino. It's about the same thing. Uh, it is yeah. kind of the same concept in a way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although at least you sometimes get to redeem it for less effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not all or nothing like the casino is for me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well... <laughs>
0: Watch me turn this $100 into nothing.
2: <laughs> into dust. That's about, yeah, that's and, about where we're at I'm, when I'm, we go there. Uh,
3: claim dust is a commodity now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, have you ever heard of TradingView? TradingView, no. It is
0: an excellent free website that has an app, client app that you can download, but it's really, really good for actually trying to practice your charting.
1: For looking at a stock chart, yeah.
0: They've got lots of different custom studies that you can throw on there, different indicators you can play with. Um, and then the the upgrades for, for some of the more features are actually fairly reasonably priced.
3: I will check that out. In fact, I pulled
1: it up. So, yeah, it, and I think I think you should walk through the basics of what a stock chart can tell you and, and probably why you want to switch to candlesticks.
0: <laughs> you want to explain candlesticks while I mark up a chart to share?
1: Sure, sure. So on trading view, uh, from the top left, I don't know if you've actually managed to load up an uh, actual stock chart or not, but uh, there are different types of charts. And the one people are most familiar with is just a line chart where it just draws a line that tracks where the price was, right? So when the price is going up, the line just goes up, it goes down, the line goes down. Yep. But that doesn't give you as much information as you could have at your fingertips with something like uh, a range chart or a candle chart. We'll stick with talking about candle charts for the time being. Uh, the candle chart will also go up and down, that follows and tracks the price. But instead of just an even line, you've got these series of rectangles and say that each rectangle representing a different period of time Uh, you could do one minute you could do one month and that candle is going to be one of two colors whatever you set normally though they're red or green and that tells you if it ended that period lower or higher than it started that period so you're going to get its in one candle it tells you all that information where it started where it ended and then it's got a line that of like a candle wick or a line on the bottom, like the tail. It's going to tell you how high or how low it got in that time period. So it gives you those all of that information very quickly in a, in a in a in a candle, almost telling you the story of in this five minutes the price just shot from here, just went straight up, didn't didn't have any pullback down at all. It's just one big you know block. That's one type of candle, or or it might be. This tiny little body with this huge line of a wick because it got all the way up there, but then shot way all the way down in that five minutes.
3: And that actually is what I remembered as I'm now looking at the candle chart from uh, as a trading trading view. That's what I remember, and I didn't know what to call it. It's the candle candle stick that yeah. So
1: you learned that in high school? Yeah, wow. I did. I did. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I, I retained enough to know not what to call it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice but uh yeah no i'm looking at and of course when you pull it up just of course apple is the first one that came up and it's on a one day you know yeah. cycle here but but i'm looking at it so i see the greens and the reds and yep, yep
1: yep yeah nothing nothing wrong with apple it's got the largest market cap of any company so one of the things if you're if you're not doing like a long-term thing if you're doing like short-term day trading a big stock a big company like apple means there's a lot of people out there that want to buy and sell it so it's got a lot of liquidity there's always contracts to be bought and sold so it's it's much more attractive to day traders
0: yeah you don't have to worry about selling it when you when you're ready to sell it there's somebody waiting all the time to to buy your to buy it yeah mm-hmm every trade is matched between a buyer and a seller. So illiquid stocks, like a lot of the penny stocks, you see people pumping on Twitter Mm -hmm. are are very illiquid. So when it comes time to try to get out, you can't, can't find anybody to buy it at the price that you think it's worth.
1: I've got a thousand shares. It's up to a dollar. Who wants to buy them? Nobody crickets. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's not really worth a dollar. Is it?
3: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So that actually brings about a, a, a very good question. And, and you know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, there's not, and you just said it, there's not always a buyer out there. You may have mm-hmm. the perfect time to sell or or whatever, but, but you got to have a buyer. It's like any other.
0: You won't, with today's markets, though, you won't ever be like unable to sell completely unless it's like an over-the-counter uh, market makers, the people who execute these trades that match you up with the buyer and seller, they typically keep volume of stock on hand so they can execute if there's nobody they can match up but you're not getting the price that you'd get from somebody else if the market maker's providing that liquidity.
1: <laughs> it's like if you've got a guitar to sell and you can sell it to uh, you know that guy down the street for what it's worth, or you can take it to the pawn shop. Pawn shop's not going to give you the price you'd get it selling it to the guy down the street.
3: Right, right. That makes sense. Did you have something you wanted yeah. to say? Because I have another.
2: So, okay. Uh, we were talking about Oh, okay. right. so you you you're, you said it's time to sell. Okay, mm-hmm. but then who's going to buy it? So then, how do you know when you're buying a stock? Well, when it's time and when this matures to the point to where I feel comfortable to sell. How do you know in the beginning of what's going to have a buy? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you judge what will have a buyer in the end when mm-hmm. you're ready to sell? Do, is there any way of telling? You know whether you're investing in something that's someone's going because there, I, I would assume things hit their peak and then they could, they could go down. You know, like yep. Amazon could be the biggest thing this year and then next year something new could come along and then there goes Amazon. Mm-hmm. How do you or is that the is that why uh, long term is better than than day trading? I you know I don't know the difference. What's what's better?
1: The uh, to answer your question, like knowing when to sell is a personal choice. Everybody's got a different time frame here mm-hmm. and that's what makes the competitive auction. Uh, that's what adds a little chaos to it because exactly what you're saying, like when one person wants to sell their stock, another person wants to buy it. Who's making the right choice? Well, it's up to those individuals to mm-hmm. be, to know if they've made the right choice or not. Is it, uh, is it going according to their plan strategy and goals? So if, if I'm a day trader and I'm trading this some pot stock, I want to get rid of it because it's not going my direction right now. But somebody mm-hmm. else who's like, I'm long on the pot industry and in 10, 15 years, it's going to be huge. It's it's right to buy for them today, mm-hmm. right now. They want to buy my shares at whatever price it is. They don't care. Give me more. <laughs> Give me more. Uh, so only you know whether it's, it's the right time. But if you're asking like... How do you know that Amazon turned the corner and their stock is going to be going down now instead of up for however long?
0: That's where structure comes
1: into play. Technical analysis. Yeah. Being able to define structure on a stock chart, it would give you a point on that chart to say, if it gets below here, I want to sell and wait for it to get either just be done with the stock or wait for it to get back down here to get to buy back in.
2: Okay.
0: I just shared a link in the chat box for a chart that is, this is uh, British Petroleum BP. It's a weekly chart. And then the red lines are the highs and low po- lows of the impulses. And you can see very clearly market structure right here. Yes. And this is what you'd call a bear trend because the highs are moving lower and the lows are continuing to move lower. Mm-hmm. So if you're actually long BP, where it's at right now is not too far from where you should be looking to exit it because it's hitting a resistance point or getting close to resistance point of where it's going to start continuing the next leg down.
3: Mm-hmm. And I I remember that too. That was the other thing that I actually remembered is, uh, and you, you're you putting terms to, you know, to these items, but the, the the resistance points and all that where there's those peaks. And, you know, so I could see that's that's the impulse and then back down. I, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. But the overall trend is is headed downward. So, you know, what is the time frame on this? Oh, this is a long time. These are oh, weeklies. Yeah. Each each, uh, each candle, candle is, is a
1: week. One week. Yeah, yeah. yeah and this is
3: this is dating way. So this. So in other words, it's just saying way back in two thousand and two. Uh, you know, to now twenty years later overall this has been a loss
0: this has been very bearish but if you were buying on these dips and selling at the peaks you can still make money even on a bearish trend stock right Uh, Hmm. that's where the time frames that dan was referring to come into to play Uh, the the extreme long-term investor probably shouldn't be holding this stock because unless he's buying it at these lows anticipating it to turn around at some point but
1: and like like uh, like your point of Amazon at one point, uh, Lisa, at one point, British Petroleum, you know, they were just some big oil company, very successful. Like back uh, 2007, you know, they were up like seventy six, eighty dollars a share. I don't know what that analysis would be, but I'm certain there were people out there looking at British Petroleum as a business and a company and how they behaved and what they were doing. And then were saying, you know what, these guys, uh, they'll never get better than they were two months ago. Hmm. Uh, we talked to, uh, uh, some, a guy, Ross over at Changebridge ETF, they're short IBM because on their fundamental analysis and what IBM's business share is in their, in the different places they compete, they, they feel like IBM's just positioned to do a little bit worse every earnings call. Hmm. And if you load up IBM's chart, you know, there, that's what's happening, right? Like it's the, the the two different uh, methods of analyzing a, a company's stock w- what, what Kyle just brought up in mm-hmm. the technical analysis finding those highs and those lows and saying like oh if it gets to here then I'll do I'll do this but then there's uh-huh. also like oh wow AMD is pushing really hard to be the best processing chip company and they're doing all these things to, to get there and I, I believe in them so I'm gonna start buying every dip uh, that's that's the other thing. And when you combine the two, that's probably the most effective, but usually, uh, you only got time for so much, <laughs> you, know, you know, you only do so much with your time.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they, do they teach you how to draw support and resistance lines on those charts 30 years ago. Um, perhaps that's a very simple thing that you can do. If you're looking for something to start practicing, to try to get familiar with charts and that's just drawing lines, connecting
3: three points or more. Yeah, I'm staring at the BP one, and I'm and I'm absorbing this, so I can see that by trend every you know two ish years there's a, a growth, well maybe two to four years there's a there's a growth, but then that 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 high point takes another you know year and a half, so it's like a it's like a two to four year cycle every 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 one of these steps it seems.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's the crazy thing. So this is this is where technical analysis the there's more to it than just throwing some lines on there. You need to start with the weekly and then move work your way down the different time frames yeah. to try to find where all those support levels start to combine. Like If I show you the same chart on the daily from 21...
1: It's probably going to look really <laughs> bullish.
0: What's the term? Markets are fractal?
1: Markets are fractal, yes.
0: Yeah, I see 21. So here's that same chart, but starting from November.
2: Oh, so you just took a small section and... So yeah, you know he
1: just yeah, he took a a day, and now it looks Dave. Yeah, yeah. looks like look a totally different setup, yeah. right?
0: And if I zoomed it into the you know, fifteen minute chart or the five minute or the one minute, like each time I take a smaller section, <laughs> it kind of looks the same almost. Like you see the same structures appearing, the higher highs and higher lows, and that's where that trying to figure out your time frame becomes
3: important. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. How- so, yeah, because if you're a long-term investor, you're like, oh, this looks great, but you're only on a day. Where it's important is if I'm the short-term swing trader and I
0: bought this stock uh, when it broke out above my 28 you know, level, when it broke above $28, I thought, okay, I want to be long. This is breaking structure. I want to see how high it goes. I didn't have that weekly level showing me that there was a previous high of 36. Then, well, now I at least have a price target. Like I know that long-term investors are probably watching for this to 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 add to their short positions for the next continuation like lower uh like as a short-term investor you need to know where the long-term people are the long-term people don't necessarily care about anybody else
1: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah that makes sense for sure
0: knowing your time frame is very important but also being aware of what the other time frame people are thinking is you, you got to be aware of both i guess i'm trying to say
3: Right, right. So so in terms of so most people are in in the long game. Am I am I correct in saying that or or is that just what I perceive and that's not accurate? I would say
0: yes, but that's because that's just the way the markets are biased. The markets markets yeah. have an upward
1: bias. And and most of the market most of the money in the market is is playing long games. Like you've got like a lot of hedge funds where like pensions will get invested in and they're not they're not being traded so actively.
3: Oh, I see. Where that, okay, that makes sense.
2: It's a, What's a hedge fund? I don't. I've heard that. I don't know what it is though. There's a
3: little <laughs> blue guy that spun around,
0: collecting the range. He just yeah. <laughs> hedge like, fund is uh, it's like an investing strategy where they get a small amount of capital, but then they leverage the shit out of it so they can make outsized bets and try to produce outsized market returns. So, like, if you give them you know five million dollars, they can buy five million dollars worth of a stock margin that stock to get another 50% buying power and then go short a bunch of other things and then carry carry hmm. positions that are probably double what the actual equity they have to carry or, to, or even more.
1: Just think of it as like an investing company. Like somebody's like, hey, who wants to throw their money in my company? I'm going to use it to do stock stuff to make money. But
0: normally for the ultra rich and we're not allowed to play.
1: Mm, correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good thing because most of them don't do so well. Yeah. Sounds sounds. So that leads
2: leads me kind of into my next question. So for people like like Jason and I, where yeah, we have decent jobs, but you know, we have also a lot of expenses in our life and we don't have a lot to to put into the stock market. And Mm -hmm. we're also he's turning 47 and i'm 45 so where because we we haven't done any of this thus far um, where do where where should we start where is a good place to start for people who don't have a lot of money and are older
0: uh do you have a 401k through your company yeah, yes
3: yeah your employer i mean yep, yep. Mm-hmm. do
0: they match your contributions
3: yeah i, I forget what the because we just switch companies. It was kind of a buyout thing, but I don't remember what the match is, but yes.
0: Hopefully, you're taking advantage of that because that's free money. Yeah, that's, yeah. i learned that one a while ago. Yeah.
2: You did that, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the second, but that's tough because everybody's different. I mean, you know, do you have debt that you got to pay off? You may need to actually sit down with an actual financial planner. Yeah, other than, no, other than we you
2: just, know,
3: house and cars,
0: which Yeah, we just has. have our house we, and we cars. Really don't. We have you no know. debt. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, other than that. Mm-hmm. But it it kind of is dead because well, it is dead. Kind
3: of
2: <laughs> <percent>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than normal daily life, no. But um, you know, uh, Jason's still in the child support um world, and uh, so you know, it takes quite a bit yeah. um away from his income, and so you He's know, but we in
0: someone else's future, yeah. <laughs> and in New
2: York is extremely expensive to live in. The state is horrible, yeah. so. It, you know, um, are so it, lim- it
3: limits your it limits your extra funds. Yeah, it
2: really, really is. does. So that's what we're kind of looking for. Will the little funds we have, what do we do with it? You know, there's
1: there's no easy answer. And it's literally the, the only advice we can give is go see a financial planner and talk to about all of your specifics with them.
2: Mm-hmm. If right.
1: it if it were me, I like picking industries I believe in, like like the marijuana industry. Like I don't think it's going away. I think it's going to be way bigger in ten years than it is right now.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it would be take if you know again. If this was me, I'd be taking it. What little and I do do this. What little I can get, and I'll buy. You uh, said do. I said, ah, "Ding ding 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 ding!" Yes, the magic word. Yay! Okay, uh, you know, dollar cost averaging. Like every every paycheck, I might put twenty by twenty dollars of Yolo Y O L O, the ETF oh. that's got a basket of marijuana company, and then doesn't matter if it goes up or down. I'm just putting the same amount, that small amount, just put it in and putting it in, put it in, uh, because because that. I b- personally feel like that time frame of the growth of the marijuana industry will match my goal. Uh, space is a, is another one like to, to, I would personally look at.
0: Really, the spy is another just just buy the spy.
1: But you can also right now, like because we're in a bear market, it's I, I tell my nieces and nephews like this is a gift. <laughs> Start buying the spy or the Nasdaq uh, dollar cost average. If you start now, you're going to buy it all the way down. When it gets to its lowest, you'll be buying it, and then when it hits and starts going back up, you're going to be doing just fine.
3: Mm-hmm. So, am I correct in saying that the Nasdaq and the Dow Jones and all those those are essentially sectors? Is, is that correct? Those are just indices.
0: Okay. Indices, but but indices. But they kind of make up sectors like the Dow Jones is an industrial mega cap. It takes a look at 30 industrial stocks, although Salesforce is part of that. So I'm not sure how that really works. The S&P is mid cap 500 companies um, The Q's, the Nasdaq. That's tech stocks. A
2: lot of so, tech. Yeah, the mostly a
0: tech day. sector on that one. So yeah, those are like the three main indices. And like, th- that's one way you can do it. Uh, but there's also like specific arms of like the spy, if like, you want to invest in like the financials or utilities or.
1: Or technology. Technology.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have different funds that make up uh, all the components of the spy too. There's like 12 of them.
2: So I have to tell you something about New York with our, our marijuana industry here. So it's now um, in New York state. Um, legal to use and carry, and it's decriminalized. And they're in the process of deciding uh, what the legalities are of selling recreational marijuana now in Buffalo, in Buffalo, New York. Well, Western New York um, medical's been legal for quite some time. Um, I think that New York City you can now sell it. Um, oh, I'm not sure about that. They may be doing the you know trade for a donation thing still because there's that gray area area but which is what how the reservations an hour away from here are getting away with it mm-hmm. um and also that's they really don't have to follow the uh, county's rules or mm-hmm. whatever county they're in um so that's the thing is is they're they're trying to, dis- to decide in the municipalities what the rules are and they, here at least they let everyone every town which you know every suburb whatever decide what the rules are and you know they'll say okay here's the rules and then you know they so and so votes this and that because they're 90 years old and they don't believe in in you know the devil's flower or whatever
0: cuz they're assholes <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, so-
2: <laughs> so that's just how it goes so it's going to it's going to happen yeah. soon the but we just line is it was supposed to be in january like
3: you said the bottom line is though yeah. that's that's a long term it, yeah, it's, so, it's becoming accepted and therefore there's, there's well there's, yeah
2: but especially like in new york state because it's yeah. it's going to be huge here you yeah. know um is is that the best thing to buy right now probably <laughs> especially because new york's on the cusp of Selling it, you well, know. The industry
3: is worth sixty-one billion. And uh, it's yeah, expected to be hundred billion in five or seven years or whatever.
1: Oh, it is, so you don't need to sell me on the pot industry,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, it's it's at low low prices. I mean, it's never been lower. So it's like if your dollar especially, yeah, dollar cost averaging, like <laughs> I think now's a great time to start. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, because yeah. now so okay, I get I'm I'm getting it here. I'm getting it. So now it's affordable right now, so buy it now and then when it blows up.
1: If you're dollar cost averaging, yeah. The best way to think of it psychologically is you are smog the dragon and you love gold. Gold is your ETF that you're buying. Mm -hmm. smog doesn't give a shit what the villagers say the cost of gold is you ask smog do you want more gold the answer is yes okay the 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 idea is to amass as many shares as possible no matter what the price of the share is today and then in the future when the price is all the way up where we predict it will be then it's like oh this mountain of gold is worth a mountain of gold
3: yeah yep so yeah
1: it's so I see the, what you're saying. So in other words, phase.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and dollar cost averaging, essentially what you're saying there is, you know, let's just, if you take, if you're taking that $20 bill, that share that one week, uh, that, that might only get you a, a share and a half one week, or, or it might get you five shares the next week, it, mm-hmm. it, but you're still taking the same amount. Am I, am I correct there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're just averaging your cost.
3: Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So then you don't have to worry. You'll buy less when it's higher and you'll buy more when it's lower. So it all should even out.
1: <laughs> Unless of course the industry goes away. Right.
0: <laughs> Which in some situations could happen, I guess.
1: I mean, <laughs> even, well, look, look at the space industry. Like, I mean, yeah. if there was a crazy enough war, like we might have a lot of industries survive, but it's like, well, we won't be going to go into space for 50 years.
2: <laughs> is is this space thing because of all of these crazy celebrities and a lot of them being the um Elon Musk. Well, they're uh what is it, the the Scientologists where they're buying real estate in space or on what? the moon or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I, I I'm like, what are they doing?
0: (laughs) I think the idea behind the thesis is that it's just the next frontier. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's not the final frontier anymore? No, it's it's the next We don't
0: know yet. It's the final one now,
1: I guess. I don't know. Is the multiverse real? (laughs) That could be the next frontier after space.
2: Apparently, you're only going to be able to afford space. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a celebrity or you're rich, and the rest wow. of us are just screwed. <laughs> we'll be back here on Earth.
0: Yeah. So, how much did a TV cost when they first came out? Oh. Yeah, 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 everything everything has a way it's yeah. The rich and get first crack at everything, but we like it that way because new things can be dangerous.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like yeah,
0: I'll wait. I'll let them take the first airplane rides across the, you know, the channel.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> but don't. when it comes
1: to real estate, I'd like a first crack cuz that's usually the cheapest that ever gets. Just saying.
2: True.
0: I don't yeah. I don't know <laughs> that you can buy real estate on in Spain. I think that's all common.
1: Yeah, nobody nobody owns it, nobody yet, owns right? it yeah. Who are you going to buy it from? So if, if Scientologists are buying real estate on the moon, they're getting scammed. Just, yeah, that's what right. it sounds like. Right. Yeah. Just saying.
2: They said something about uh, I don't know if it was like Nicole Kidman was one or I don't I'll have to look it up and I'll send some links.
1: I've All got right. a lovely piece of property on Jupiter. I will <laughs> give it to you guys. You can just have it.
2: Yeah. I don't even I'm like Jason with the with the charts for stocks that he learned in high school. I don't remember what planets that we know of that are uh That you could live on in
3: well, Jupiter, he just told. Is you. it Jupiter? No, it's not Jupiter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> does Jupiter?
1: No, Jupiter's a gas giant. You could not. You could not
2: want Jupiter. <laughs> Which one has the the ring of death? Is that Jupiter? that Saturn, you mean Saturn. Yeah. I don't know. One has like gas ring of around death. it. It's also probably
3: Earth right now.
0: Probably, <laughs> yeah. now. It's, yeah. it's yeah. gas,
2: right? Isn't <laughs> yeah. it like deadly gas around it? How did we get here? I don't know. I
3: don't know.
0: <laughs> The best place to live in space is probably Titan, in my opinion. I'll just mm. leave it at that. Mm.
2: <laughs> I, if you're if you're referencing something about a movie and nope. and it has to do with space, no, is a, Titan a thing? Is that the new no. planet?
0: It's just a moon with an
1: actual astro- uh, atmosphere. Oh, yeah. it's the, okay. The, the moon we're most likely to be able to colonize the easiest.
2: Oh well, there you go. That's the one to yeah that's someone to watch and that's
3: why space is an investment
0: no.
2: yeah
3: that's
0: where i'd be buying my property that's all i'm saying yeah
2: it's yeah. yeah. anyway. not on titan
0: i don't
1: want it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've got some condos on ganymede <laughs>
3: this guy's about he's all about moving product here isn't
1: he yeah right well, that's what i do here in the shop <laughs> i move product speaking of which folks Check out the shop online. We got some awesome coffee mugs, t-shirts, beer koozies, stickers,
0: condos on io,
1: condos on <laughs> io. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, we should we should start selling some more like Gwyneth Paltrow goop level madness. Oh god.
2: Oh, oh little <laughs> oh boy yeah. yeah. It, she had the candle right the the vagina candle. Of Gwyneth course candle. she did. Yeah. Uh,
3: what.
1: I was not aware of that. It, Look, that's real. <laughs> she also had the, the pure gold va- vagina egg.
2: What? Or was What's it, was the it point of
1: that? Uh, You shove it up your vagina so its healing energies rejuvenate you. There's some madness.
2: Who would want to do that?
1: The girl and, who uh, sells her uh, bathwater, probably. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I
2: don't know. <laughs> this is so disturbing.
0: How big is this jewel? Is it like uh, romancing the stone or is it you more know, like, uh, <laughs>
1: like like an earring? It was like $50,000. So I did not purchase one
0: it's for my Jade, vagina. That's pretty big. I think <laughs> Jade sells like $300 a pound rough cut. Okay.
2: Well, they sell these jade rollers for your face. It's supposed to take the swelling down in your face if your face is swelled. And, Mm, you know, and people buy them and like you can get them all over the place. They're on every website and every store. And, it's really just rolling a rock over your face. Like and there's yeah, no the swelling in your vagina. Yeah. I have the it over your, on the
0: rollers. Roll the
2: yeah. date over your vagina if you want to. But they say it does absolutely nothing for you. Nothing at all. There's no scientific backing.
0: I can tell you the swelling will go down once you stop using the rollers. <laughs>
2: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like rolling out your lawn, you know, the big... Well, heavy roller thing to flatten out your the the, the earth you're, right. <laughs> you're just flattening out your your facial earth spreading <laughs> your nose <rooms> around
0: oh <laughs> uh, i don't know but i think we've uh i think we're starting to hit that time Are yeah. there any other questions we want to hit before we uh we, we sign off here
2: no i i actually think i understand some something now
0: yeah uh, <laughs> Jason, as far as what I'd say for you, if you wanted to learn more, I mean, really, it's just practice. Yeah, like it's all going to come down to screen time, and there's no shortcuts. You like, have, if you want to learn how to like actively trade,
3: you have to be willing to put a lot of
0: time into it.
3: Yeah, I and- can see that, and um, and 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 this was a good refresher for me because I, I actually did remember some of this, and it does make some sense. So. I think it's enough to spark me to want to try, you know, to really put that time in.
0: There's so much free information out there. I mean, if you ever find yourself getting stuck, just shoot us a message. We'll, uh, we'll load you up with plenty of things to, to keep learning about. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. We love having more people to talk to (laughs) (laughs) because people who like finance love to talk about it. The people who don't know what you're talking about, think you're an idiot.
1: Yeah. They they,
0: they, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. (laughs) Oh, Did you mean to talk about (laughs) stock? Well, here's why your stock is not going to the moon.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
2: yeah, you have exactly. a lot on your website too, correct? Because I, I was listening to the last episode and...
0: We've done quite a few beginner episodes. Okay. Um, we've been trying to put together like a knowledge center with some like basic terms yeah. or all the things that we say that if you're like new and jumping in, like it could be really overwhelming. Yeah. What's a stop? What's a limit order? What's What's a futures contract? Mm-hmm.
1: What are all the things I
0: can do? Why was this a bad idea? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, before we let them go, uh, you guys want to tell us a little bit about the show? Yeah. And where people
3: can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The best way that we have lately described the show is to just simply ask, if you remember the last time you had a little too much to drink, you tried to ask someone a question, but what you asked? came out nothing like what you meant to ask. That's Designated Quizzers Podcast. So, it's an adventure. (laughs) reminds me. I have
0: questions for you guys. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. Just review questions. Lisa, Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about the markets and competitive auctions. My cat, Calvin, I wanted to know if you knew what escape act he performed on Dan (laughs) and I's cross-country
3: road trip. (laughs) Oh, you'll probably know this. You're the pet interviewer.
2: Well, I know what what uh, our dog likes on his nachos, but... Um. Yes, but this is about the cat.
0: It escaped the cat carrier and crawled into my lap. No, I listened oh, to the last the, episode. The <laughs>
1: Ask a Bull episode, Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I just had to get that one out. That That was so funny. That is a great...
3: And that actually (laughs) is...
0: He he got mad at me
2: for that last episode. He he was mad at first and he's like...
3: Then I I caught on to where you're going. I just really didn't want to take
2: that shot at all.
3: (laughs) Well, that that, that leads me to the rest of what I was about to say. Mm -hmm. So there's an adventure in the questions, which thank you. You actually just did exactly that. And then, of course, the challenge is to guess the answers. But the quiz is merely for fun. You know, we do learn some things along the way, and of course, we are trying to avoid the dreaded punishment shot, uh, which is usually a messed up concoction of multiple ingredients and an alcohol that don't necessarily go go together. Like, for instance, on the June 9th episode, <laughs> number 29, one of us got stuck drinking a blended drink of tuna fish, guacamole, cheap cherry vodka, and grapefruit juice. Oh, my What's God. it called? It was called I Feel oh. Sick, and apparently, wait, I can't tell you who took it, but...
2: It- it was really bad. It was exactly what. Oh, are you, a, are you giving up the, the day show? after a, a night of <laughs> drinking?
3: We got to work on your marketing skills. Yeah,
2: no, it was. Right. Yeah. No, we'll, I mean, we'll, I, we'll just that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
3: yeah, I feel sick. We love consequences, so that's uh, definitely right yeah. up our alley, right? Isn't that it? Um, and the rest of our spiel would be, of course, that you know you can find us on all platforms. Uh, I'm Jason. That's Lisa. Uh, new episodes drop every Thursday. Uh, we record every episode on video. I'm trying to get to the point where I can get those up on our YouTube channel. That does exist, but you know, there's not a whole lot there yet. You want to tell them about socials real quick?
2: Yeah. Well, we've been trying that. Re- this ridiculous uh, instagram live we're trying to figure it out oh, we're we'll horrible it. at it but we'll it. yeah we've been doing some of that lately and i, I announced <laughs> those i i take care of all of the social media i make ridiculous videos that uh, i'm still learning um on our instagram and uh, TikTok and I'm most active on Twitter. And as long as you're not selling me your body or cryptocurrency Sorry. or, Sorry. uh, you're, <laughs> if, if you're not a podcast promo- promoter, then I, I'm fine with you, with you inboxing me. So, if you're a podcaster or not, but just don't talk nonsense to me.
1: So the DM about my penis coin. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard you're
0: really deep into that thing.
2: Hey, yeah, uh, I'm I'm now selling penis coins. Are you interested, sir? I get called sir so often.
3: Is that jade? Is that jade that I just hit? (laughs) Oh my god! So sick of being
2: called sir.
3: Anywho. And yeah. w- and do we have a website? Yes, we do. What's it called? And
2: it's created by you and you did a great job. www.designatedquizzerspodcast.com
3: Yeah, buy stock in that.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no,
3: don't do
2: that.
3: <laughs> but that's us. Yeah. So thank you guys for uh, asking us. Uh, All right, we got to get us uh, scheduled on yours
0: next.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, with our, oh. our guest episodes, you just yeah, you'll have to listen to our next uh, few and see what I do to our guest.
3: Uh, <laughs>
0: all right, Dan, take us home.
1: All oh, right, folks. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. This has been such a great episode. I want to thank you guys again, Jason and Lisa from Designated Quizzers. Uh, check out their website, designatedquizzerspodcast.com. Uh, it's got all the information or you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this has been really great. But we got to close up the shop. After all, we can't stay open 24 hours a day. Not yet. Not until we hire a full staff. But anyway, until next time, happy trades. Bye.